small cats, old enough to catch their own prey, gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Jill, joined by my co-host and lore purist, Scout, and today we will be discussing three different stories. The Prophecies Begin, Book 3, Forest of Secrets, the novella Tiger Claw's Fury, and the short story The Elder's Concern. Hello, Scout. Hello, Jill. How are you today, my friend? Oh, I am doing all right. So, dear listener, we are... Uh, we had to miss a few weeks because October is uh, just an absolute cluster for me. I always have a million things going on. One in a wound. So we are, in fact, recording in November at this moment. And let me tell you about this weather. It just keeps going cold and hot and then cold and then hot. And I, I feel am, that. I'm just about sick and tired of this I- shit. <laughs> I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. I feel that. It's, uh... It keeps being here, like, it's obviously it's Southern California, so cold is relative, but it keeps being very cold in, in at nighttime, and then I'll be, mm-hmm. so I'll be cold at night, and then I wake up and, like, I take a walk at, like, 10 a.m., and then I'm too warm, and I'm like, what happened? I was just cold. Yeah, it's, it's unconscionable is what it is. Yeah, the thing, the thing is that about the weather is that I would like it to stop. Just like in general. Yeah, I just wanted to chill out. I would like, love be normal. Yeah, once. I would love the weather to to chill out. Uh, also, I will. I, I want to say, as far as lore purist, I do admit I like to make fun of these books, and all the times they get the lore wrong. But also, I always feel I have to say, Aaron's. I get it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, oh, gang. Yeah, no, it is. It is definitely a very tongue-in-cheek name that I'm giving you. Yes, simply absolutely. because of what we have discussed prior to this episode. Yeah, there will be. We'll we'll be returning to this, dear listeners. But, you know, before we get before we get into all of this, and we're discussing many things today, before we get into it, how is the prey running? Oh, the prey is running all right. I made some spicy noodles for my lunch. I finally went to a different grocery store, which meant that I actually could buy miso because they don't sell miso at Publix. Not so much international in the international aisle at the Publix. Well, there's not really a cold international aisle, and it, they also just so don't have it's it. only the dry. It's only the dry international aisle. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, so I was finally able to grab some miso, and I also grabbed some nice. udon noodles. Uh, and so I made like a quick little spicy noodles with a miso chili oil sauce. So good. That sounds very tasty. And now I'm like regretting not getting something more substantial for dinner tonight because I did just realize how hungry I am. (laughs) I might actually just, uh, I might be bad. Just add, just add a little, just add a little something extra on there, you know, just get, just just get a little bonus. Let's be bad. As far as food goes for me, um, nothing, nothing too terribly exciting of note, uh, but Last night was a like order pizza extremely late mm. uh, and eat it kind of night. And man, having just a slice, like a good slice of pepperoni pizza when you're really hungry. God, not it much, fucks so hard. It's so there's just like it is a transcendent experience. There's every nothing time quite when like you're it. really hungry and you take a nice bite of a piece of pizza. Oh, shit's so good. Like. 
a hot piece of pizza with like some when you get that pull of the cheese and it's like exactly it's not it's got some grease but it's not like too it's not overly greasy greasy. yeah still got that nice like crisp Mm -hmm. you holding Mm -hmm. it in your hand i do also just want to mention i know we've talked about uh the cattails video game before uh but i believe this month is when it's coming to switch correct I believe so. Yeah, they actually got they were able to um, boost the release date for Cattails Wildwood Story. I believe this sequel is called. Yes, because they were uh, sort of developing it with handheld stuff in mind due to the Steam Deck. And so it uh, ended up like boosting uh, the the release date for the Switch port, which is great. I'm very excited about it. I do really want to pick this up. Yeah, I want to pick it up too. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I wonder if there. I wonder if you can do like the way that you have a Stardew Valley <gasps> duo farm that you guys can play at the same time. We should have. Oh. That's possible. We. I would love to do that. It's with you. not. It is a single player game. Oh. But oh, wow! Wouldn't that be cool? Perhaps one day, maybe in the maybe in the third installment, if there's ever a third installment, God, that would be so look cool. into putting. I would. I love, love that. man doing a start like playing a Stardew Valley farm with your friend is truly a great. Literally, a great time. can we just talk about this? I do want to get on this uh, this point today because it has been something that I've been doing quite a bit of lately. Playing video games with your friends. Hey guys, playing video games with your friends. Hey guys, owns. It's really fun. <laughs> It's gr- it's so great. Like, I know I've mentioned before that I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate, and I do have, like, a lot of, like, solo playtime on Baldur's Gate, but I feel like I've shifted now, and more of my playtime is being spent playing with other people, and it is just, it's so fun, and I love it a lot. And it's a delight. It's it's really a delight to play games with friends, and I want to do it more often than I do. Yeah, I I agree. It feels like such a bear trying to schedule it, but it is so so worth it. So worth it. So fun. It's great. Um, I also got some fun mail uh this week. <gasps> yes, that's right. Uh, one of uh, a big Warriors fan artist, uh, Harrier Tail made or headed up a uh, zine version of the ultimate guide, uh, which is just a bunch of cat profiles uh, done by all these different artists. And it is so cute. Uh, I already shared a couple pictures with Scout and AJ of some of our favorites. Some of our favorite little guys. It. We got a maple shade in there that's sick. Yeah. She's like got a little smirk. She's got some blood on her face. She's got her nose uh, all scrunched up. We've got a very cute uh, barley and raven paw. We get a little barley and raven paw in the reading today. We do. Uh, which I love. Oh, I forgot to show you the scrungliest scourge. Oh, look at that guy. I know. He's so scrungly. Oh. Think about Scourges. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. I really do need to figure out who all of these cats are because some of them I'm like, I think I know who you are, but I am not sure. Oh, who do you, who you, I, I, let, let's play, let's play a game. Uh, you tell me some cats that you who, don't know and I can tell you what they're this from. Who's this man? Who's this one down here? Oh, who who is that? Wait, who is he featured with? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Who is that black and white guy? Wait, show show him to me again. 
My best guess is Barry knows, but I don't know that it's actually Barry knows. They are hopefully going to do another pre-order. It is currently sold out on their Etsy, unfortunately. Uh, listeners, I hope you liked the audio. I realized this was a very fun game for me, but yeah. as soon as we started doing it, I said, oh, no, this is an audio. Uh, it was, it was a, It's an audio uh, thing that we're doing. It was a picture of a sort of sandy colored cat with a, a pale, like lower face and muzzle and a pale and a pale belly looking at a, a black and white cat, like a tuxedo cat. Um, it's very nice art. All yeah. of the art is lovely. I love the style of the of the works. And yeah, zines are great. I, really, I love zines. It's so fun. I know you've been working on a lot of zines recently. I every like every day I wake up and I'm like, man, I would love to just make a little like a little zine. That's just something, you know, just yeah. like one a one man project. You should do it. I think about it all the time. You know, maybe I need to just uh, like commit in in the new year to taking a couple of months off of like doing commissions and just work on something like a zine or another personal project as like a little treat to myself. I think that would be a great idea. Thank you. Uh, artwork. Speaking of artwork, I do want to say you linked to the Polish cover once again. Once great again, it covers. It's so good. Just each of the Polish covers. Every time we look at a Polish cover, the like the composition is so good. Like this has incredible uh, flow between the two cats. It's it's Fireheart, and I'm assuming that's Gray Stripe, or is it Tiger Claw? Uh, I guess probably Tiger Claw. Yeah, that's definitely um, Tiger Claw. He's got the little... Yeah, because he's got the notch in his ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just not uh, because of the lighting harder to see the tabby on him. But it's so it's Tiger, it's it's Tiger Claw and Fireheart and they're kind of circling each other. And there's just this great flow to it visually. And there's these leaves floating and the sun is great. It's just great. Yeah. I kind of I kind of uh, just started talking about this cover. Sorry. Do you have anything to say about this cover? It's very good. No, it's a very good cover. Let's get into it. In Forests of Secrets, we begin with a flashback to the night Oakheart brings Misty Kit and Stone Kit to River Clan. Graypool questions him about their origin, and as she accepts them into her letter, she realizes these kids are from Thunder Clan. As our story returns to Fireheart, the young ThunderClan warrior continues to worry over Tigerclaw's possible murder and general do-battery. He and Graystripe decide to visit Ravenpaw after a gathering in order to get more details on the night that Redtail died. With this conversation, they learn that Oakheart was in fact crushed by a rock, and Redtail was killed by Tigerclaw as he fled. There's another detail that Ravenpaw recalls that Oakheart stated that no ThunderClan warrior should harm Stonefur. Fireheart decides to confirm these details with RiverClan and speaks to Mistyfoot and Silverstream, who confirm the cause of Oakheart's death, but aren't sure about the Stonefur statement. Fireheart continues to keep an eye on Tigerclaw, further solidifying in his mind that Tigerclaw is responsible for the accident that injured Cinderpaw, and adds in the mystery of Mistyfoot and Stonefur's origin to his investigations. Adding on to all of this, he is continuing to cover for Greystripe, who's still meeting with Silverstream, 
by way of training Brackenpaw, trying to teach Cloudkit clan traditions and respect for the warrior code, and deal with Tigerclaw being continually hostile towards him, and trying to figure out why he is meeting with rogues and becoming more friendly with Broken Tail. Eventually, Mistyfoot has Fireheart speak to Greypool, who tells him that she knows Stonefur and Mistyfoot are ThunderClan born, but makes him promise not to tell them. As Newleaf arrives, the river floods, posing more trouble for RiverClan. Two of Mistyfoot's kits are swept away by the water, and Graystripe and Fireheart luckily spot them and save them before they die. When they return the kits to RiverClan, they learn that the clan has been forced out of their camp, and that two legs are poisoning the river. The two warriors offer to hunt some prey for RiverClan and do so in secret until Tigerclaw catches them and Bluestar punishes them with apprentice duties until they have learned their lessons. At the next gathering, Nightstar, leader of ShadowClan, announces that ThunderClan has been sheltering Broken Tail. Despite Bluestar's argument, it is clear that WingClan and ShadowClan are becoming more hostile towards the group of forest cats. Greystripe learns that Silverstream is expecting his kits, and when the kitting goes wrong on the border of their two clans, Silverstream dies, leaving her two kits motherless. Cinderpaw, who has been helping Yellowfang and become her apprentice, is deeply saddened by the loss and questions her abilities, though Yellowfang teaches her that not all cats can be saved. Tigerclaw, of course, catches the event, but the two kits are brought back to ThunderClan while Greystripe buries his lost love. Tigerclaw reveals the affair to the clan, who begin to distrust Greystripe, and soon RiverClan comes to ask for the kits back. Bluestar asks to wait until the gathering to decide, as the kits are newly born and RiverClan leaves. Fireheart goes to speak to Bluestar in private after the event, and she reveals that Mistyfoot and Stonefur are her kits that she gave up to prevent Thistleclaw from becoming deputy. Cloudkit is soon apprenticed to Fireheart, and he begins to train his rambunctious nephew. As they are hunting one day, they see Tigerclaw leading a band of rogues back to the camp. The deputy had sent most of the warriors away on patrols to leave the camp undefended for this attack. They rush back to camp, where Fireheart confronts Tigerclaw in Bluestar's den. The deputy had tried to kill Bluestar, and she is deeply shaken by the betrayal. A RiverClan patrol arrives to help defeat the rogues, and Tigerclaw is captured and exiled after his crimes are revealed to the clan. Yellowfang, distraught over the hurt her son has caused the clan that took her in and trusted her, feeds broken-tailed deathberries in order to end his life. Towards the end of the book, Fireheart is announced as the new deputy, though this is done after the time stated in the Warrior Code, and a possible omen from StarClan causes Fireheart to question if Bluestar's leadership is rotting away from the inside. Eventually, Bluestar agrees to surrender the kits to RiverClan, and Greystripe decides to go with them, telling Fireheart he can't leave them alone and that ThunderClan doesn't trust him anymore. Fireheart is heartbroken, but accepts the decision, though his walk back to camp has him thinking deeply about how much his life has changed. In the novella Tigerclaw's Fury, 
we see Tiger Claw's struggle as an exile. He's full of anger towards his old clan of former allies, but soon finds the rogues he worked with and reestablishes his leadership over them. He begins brutal battle trainings when he learns of Shadow Clan's weakness, an illness that has left the clan unable to care for themselves. He slowly manipulates his way into their favor, training their apprentices, hunting for their food, taking care of their borders. He shows off his strength by attacking a ThunderClan patrol, killing Running Wind, and taunting Fireheart. When Nightstar dies without having named a deputy, Running Nose, the medicine cat, eventually realizes that Tigerclaw is the best option they have for survival, and the former ThunderClan cat is promoted to leader. In the short story The Elder's Concern, the elders of ThunderClan question the decision that Bluestar has made in choosing Fireheart as the new deputy of ThunderClan. A lot happening today. Yeah, I a feel lot. like I say that every episode, but the, I really took a lot of notes this time, and I have so many things I'm excited to touch on. But to start out, we'll start out with our uh, our discussion of Forest of Secrets. I love this book. It's one of my favorites. It's a good book. It's a good book. <laughs> I love the mystery. I love the, like, investigation. I love the drama. It's there so is good. a lot of it. It is. There is a lot of, like, solving mysteries uh, and then waiting for Fireheart to also solve the mysteries because, wow, is this man Oh, my orange. God. He's so orange in this book, guys. Never has a cat been... So clueless. We literally a clueless cat before cats before, but the scene literally the first the first gathering of the book. He is sitting with the elders, and they're like, "Oh yes, I remember that year. That must have been the year when poor Blue Star lost her kids." And Fireheart's like, "Huh, interesting." And then the entire book, he's like, "Huh." Bluestar seems to really, like, act motherly. Huh. That's so weird that Stonefur and Mistyfoot are are not river, like, fully river clan. Oh, wow. They're really part Thunder Clan? That's wild. Hey. I wonder who I could possibly be their mother. <laughs> I wonder who could possibly be their parents. Oh, my God. Look at the fact that, like, as, as Mistyfoot and Bluestar are walking back from the gathering together, the way their fur shines in the moonlight is, like, the exact same. Man, I wish we could all get along. <laughs> Because we're all just, we're all the same. <laughs> he's, he's literally can't like, can't the clan see that that even though we come from different places, we're so similar? <laughs> Fireheart, your heart, your fiery heart, it's in the right place. <laughs> I agree with you, but I, this is not the example because they are related. He's so stupid. <laughs> he's so stupid. Oh my god, it's so funny. And the oh my lord, I literally. I just, he's so dumb. <clears throat> yeah, he, he really just is like, he's got all of the clues. Yeah, he's got all the and clues, he's, Mr. Police. And he is coming to a completely incorrect solution at the end there. It's so funny. And when he finally figures it out, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't believe whoa. that. That's, Why would you do such crazy. a thing? And she's like, she's like, boy, I'm, I did it for the same reason that you are trying to get Tiger Claw fired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Fireheart in this book being like, why is this cat acting this way that I also am acting? Um, yeah. I am calling him out right now immediately for all the times that he is frustrated with Cloud Kit when that cat is acting exactly the same fucking way that he did as an apprentice. Yep. Yep. Taste of his own medicine with his nephew. For real. I, I I think I have this later in my notes, but I'll mention it now while we're sort of on the subject is that as a child, I hated like cloud kit and cloud paw like cloud paw mm-hmm. the, the whole time i was so disappointed in him as a character i thought he was so annoying and arrogant and all of the things that fireheart says about him and then coming back and reading as an adult i'm like this is first of all just a child second of all a lot of times he's right when he challenges the warrior code cuz we on this podcast we know that the warrior code mostly sucks. Um, yeah. Thirdly, he's not that different from Fireheart in the way Fireheart acts. Yeah, and we're gonna get we're gonna get more of this in the in the upcoming books, especially the next book, I believe, because that's the bulk of Cloudpaw's apprenticeship in the next book. Um, but it is really interesting how my uh, perspective on that character has changed really drastically reading the books as an adult versus. As a child, because as a child, I was like, he's so annoying. Yeah. He's just the most annoying cat. And as an adult, I'm like, he's r- right. He's actually correct. <laughs> he's actually correct. And also, I think he really was trying to do his best with the elder duties and wasn't slacking he off. Was. Fireheart is convinced that he's slacking off. And it's like, OK, he's not even an apprentice yet. He's, he's just so, a baby he's, boy. He's just a baby. And, and all of us should not should not be fucking giving him apprentice duties when he's still a kid that's absurd yeah i also think it's very fun how like all of elders like adore him they They're love like, him oh so my- much oh my god you're just the best little boy we adore you we love you <laughs> they're all st- they're all like sticking up for him uh when fireheart comes to admonish him it's the best i yeah i i love that and i love how much brindleface as his adoptive mother also cares for cloud kit i like i just like i like him a- i like that little guy i do uh, too we'll have a lot We'll have a lot more to say about him later, but he's fun. he's a fun little dude. I really do love him as an adult. I think like he is he is genuinely such a he grows into such. He a grows good a cat. lot. Yeah, Ugh. I I'm excited to get to to book five because we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have a lot more to talk about with him in book <gasps> five. Oh, mm. book five. But going back kind of to earlier in the book. Just once again, big talk for Tiger Claw being at the top of this book. Like, I saw what you did in the battle with River Clan. Dude, you literally almost let Fireheart die in that same fight. What do you mean I saw what you did in the battle with River Clan? Yeah, like I saw what I saw, I saw what Goody you Pro- did. I saw Goody Proctor hanging out with the devil. What were you <laughs> doing in the forest at the devil's sacrament? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on, dude. Literally ridiculous. Well, Tiger Claw is like so overtly a pain in the ass in this book. He is so he's such a little bitch in this book. Like, sorry, but the man is so whiny. Never he's so he's whiny. Just and so he is like and pouty. There's a moment I didn't put it in the summary, but there is a moment where he is like having Fireheart test out a branch to walk across to see if they can make it to the gathering. He did did this twice in this book. He tried to get Fireheart drowned. Yeah. Fireheart 
either slips or Tiger Claw moves the branch and Longstripe or Longtail didn't notice. Whatever happened, Fireheart nearly drowns. Longtail saves him. And like, Fireheart's like, hey, wait a second. Did, did Tiger Claw do that on purpose? Did <laughs> Another another himbo moment. Yes, he absolutely did. Yeah, like, um, yes, I, he did very clearly. Yeah, uh, but I did really like the moment of Longtail pulling Fireheart out and and kind of being like, it's you know, don't worry about it. And I'm so interested, like. Because thinking, reading it this time and thinking about it, I was like, I wonder if like when Fireheart was being washed away, if there was a sort of moment of breaking of trust between Longtail and Tigerclaw, mm. because Longtail has definitely been one of Tigerclaw's lackeys. And I feel like this is sort of when we start to see that begin to disintegrate here. Very much um, so. Uh, and I really like the 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 fact, like the detail of it's not Fireheart pulling himself out. It's that Longtail goes and saves Fireheart from being washed away downstream. And I and I wonder if there were any words shared between Tigerclaw and Longtail of Longtail being like, what are you doing or what are we doing? Or or if it was just an instinct from Longtail. That's there's just like there's a lot of um, unsaid subtext in that scene that I picked up on this time that was just really exciting to me. Yeah, I really do enjoy like uh, we're going to see more of Longtail as things continue. And I'm a huge Longtail fan, like especially when you remember that he was trained by Darkstripe. So like, yeah, turning his back on Tigerclaw really like it makes sense for him to be the one who's like, I'm not going to support this. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, because, you know, he's kind of just following what Darkstripe, his his old mentor was doing. And Darkstripe is like Darkstripe is Darkstripe. He's upset. He's Tiger Claw's number one fanboy. He really is. He doesn't ever. I don't think he ever takes a mate, does he? Oh, and Tiger Claw was Darkstripe's mentor. So like it makes sense. Like it's, that's their line of succession. Yeah. And you know, Longtail is on his way to breaking the uh, the generational trauma here yeah. with the. With well, this. and Dustpelt too, because both Longtail yeah, and Dustpelt Dust were trained by Darkstripe. And they're like, hey, no, mm-hmm. we don't, don't Dust like Pelt that. Also, Dustpelt is like, we don't get that much about him, but he's also so fascinating to me because he's got the whole thing where. Darkstripe did train him after uh, mm-hmm. Redtail, but Redtail was his original mentor. And there's there's the whole thing happening with Dustpelt, uh, like definitely having a crush on uh, Sandstorm and ending up getting really jealous of Fireheart uh, and then like eventually getting over it. Um, and it's so funny because I literally every single time I read Warriors, I forget that Sandstorm and Dustpelt are not brother and sister. <laughs> like, I mean, they're 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 around the same age. It makes sense. Um, like, I always forget that these two are like not siblings. Right. Yeah. Not because I'm like, oh, that's how I read their relationship. Just because like, oh, yeah, they're the only two apprentices at the time mm-hmm. Fireheart comes into the clan. Like, it would make sense. Dustpelt does go on to get uh to, to, to find a, a new mate. Um, and they have so many kids. I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at their, their, I'm looking at his page. Oh right yeah. Now. He they, has so many kids. They have so many children. He, I can't, oh, he loves his wife so much though. He really does. They have seven children. And he just loves his wife so much. He I can't really wait does. to get to that too. Oh yeah. Oh, Hey, did you know that 
I, I, f- I think we forgot to mention this as well. Longtail is Dustpelt's half brother. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Because Robin Wing is their mo- is both their mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Yes. yes. Robin Wing is their mother. Anyway, Patchpelt's <laughs> Patchpelt's still alive right now. That's yeah. that's uh that's Longtail's very old dad. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty cool dude. I like Patchpelt. Yeah, he's he's very chill. He's he's very kind to both Fireheart and Cloudpaw. Yeah. Love him. The frequency and intensity with which Fireheart and Graystripe are just sneaking all around they in this book is so When does funny anything to me? get done in this clan? Because everybody's sneaking around. Everybody is nowhere. Everybody's not in the clan ever. And it's just so funny. They're right. like within within the first like 50 pages, we have them going to talk to Ravenpaw. And, and Barley, and then also coming and talking to Silverstream, and then also from Silverstream, going from Silverstream to Mistyfoot, and then from Mistyfoot, Graypool. Graypool. And it's, and and then it's like, back dude. to save Mistyfoot's kits. Yeah. They're just like and then all they're just over feet, these and then, they're, and then they're hunting for, for River Clan. Like, ha- I. We suspend disbelief a lot on this podcast, but how were they getting all this shit done without immediately being found out? Man, I wish I knew. They're they're very talented, or everybody else was really busy. In that in that story beat though, where Fireheart and Graystripe do go and speak with uh Crooked Star and with River Clan and find out about the river being poisoned and the fish going away. Uh I really like the the moment of Graypool standing up to Crooked Star and sort of admonishing him and being like, yeah. "Come on, we should take we should take help if it's offered." Uh, it hits different this time around, knowing that she is essentially his sister in law. Right. Just like there's that there's definitely like a family dynamic there that I that did not read to me previously, but now that we have the context of Crooked Star's promise, uh, having that in there, just like it was a little, I made my made. A little, like, warmed my heart kind of moment. Yeah. I just love all of the glimpses we start to get into the politics and cats of River Clan. It's great. I always love to see River I Clan. I love River Clan so much. I love, love, love Mistyfoot. Mistyfoot is so good. And I'm she... so happy that she sticks around for so long. Me too. She and Fireheart, if I remember correctly, you know, it's been years since I've read. I feel like I remember she and Fireheart like end up developing more of a relationship over the years. And they are like, they're, you know, for being from a, a, like different clans, they do become like friends, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they become they become good friends. Uh, they yeah. go through a lot together. They really do. Um, I think people do ship them. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it's fair. There's, there's quite a bit you of know? shipping stuff out here. Yeah. Shout out to Mistyfoot's kits, who all disappear except for Reedfeather. God. Yeah, the fact um, that none of these kits in this book have names, wild. I, okay, so, so, yeah, I've noticed that throughout the entirety, except for Cla- Cloud Kit, until we get, until like, we I get their, know, their apprentice ceremonies. We really don't, don't get their, any We names. don't know their names. And there hasn't been, up until this point, Cloud Kit was the first kit to, to have a name, like, written down in the book, mm-hmm. in the books here. And Which, I don't know if even in this book we get, I don't think we get Bramble Kit and Tawny Kit's names. We just hear Tiger Star, or Tiger um, Paws Kit's. I think we do get Bramble Kit as the name. Because I thought we did, but then I, we get it in, in 
in Tiger Claw's Fury, he talks about Bramble Kip, oh, but sure, I don't know right. if, if they say it in actually. They just say Fireheart is like, oh, one of Go- Golden, one of Goldenflower's kits is a dark tabby, so he must Tiger Claw must be the father, and like that's mm-hmm. I think that's all we get about the kits, which is so it's just so interesting how little they are spending time on babies. Which seems so different compared to like where we started in on this podcast with kids with, voting with kids voting, uh, but also just with uh, like a lot of a lot of kits and a lot of like putting a lot of um, a lot of emphasis on the kids names and stuff. And like we got a lot of like parents over their babies choosing names. And it's it's really interesting to see in this first arc that there is just not a lot, not a lot even of like being in the nursery compared to where we've been uh, before entering mm-hmm. the prophecies begin. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were starting every single book in the in the fucking nursery. We were seeing so many baby deliveries. I suppose we do get a baby delivery in this one, but yeah, um, and it breaks we're a little real bit bad. <sighs> The it thing, hurts the, every the, time. It hurts so bad, but I do. It's just every time. Also, the moment when Cinderpaw is bossing Tiger Claw. Oh my god, it's everything. so fucking good. It's you have, everything. To you me. have a tongue lick. Like shut the yeah. fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Get your shit together. It's so, and he just does it. Absolutely, absolutely cowed that man. Oh, I love it. Yeah, do you want to talk a little bit more about the Silverstream death since we've, we've kind of entered this area? I cried today about Silverstream. <laughs> I just, I always, like, Greystripe was always one of my favorite characters. We know mm-hmm. this. Love the relationship that Silverstream and Greystripe had. Like, I know there are definitely some issues with it, but like, and we'll see, apparently, we'll see more of this in in leopard stars honor uh, yeah as i as i learned from a tiktok that i sent you oh um, yeah which is exciting, exciting she's to me. sassy she's like not a she's unapologetic for the fact that she loves gray stripe and she's like we're gonna make it work like we'll figure it out don't worry about me and she loves gray stripe so damn much she does and her death just breaks my heart every time because because of the way that it hurts Graystripe, who has like basically he's renounced his clan, even if he hasn't actually done it, because he's just been spending so much time with her. And so when she dies and her kits are being taken away, like it makes sense for Graystripe to go with them because even though Absolutely. Even though he is Fireheart's best friend and like they they clearly care so much about each other. Like, it is very clear that, like, Graystripe values her so much and respects her so much. And, like, you know, even Fireheart kind of gets it. Like, he's like, yeah, she's she seems like a good cat. I wish, like, he basically is like, I wish she wasn't in fucking RiverClan because then things would be fine. Yeah. But things would be if I wish that I wish that this wasn't happening like this, but like she's great. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it just yeah. breaks my heart every time because Cinderpaw is like so distraught Cinderpaw's by it. So distraught about it. The fact um, that she dies, like you know that like she would not be giving birth on the border if she didn't want Grey Stripe to be there. And that's like what yeah. what kills me is like she should have been 
in her camp, but instead she came to Graystripe. And like, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever find out more of this or or anything like that, but you know, it's almost it almost makes you wonder, was she coming to Thunder Clan to give birth to her kids there and to join Thunder Clan to be with Graystripe? Oh like because I ju- it, it that's just a, a theory. It is not confirmed, but like you a know, cat theory, a cat theory. But you know, I mean, she was coming across the border, even though she was like in the process of giving birth. Yeah, um, I think that I think that that's a perfectly reasonable theory. Yeah, I just uh, uh. she breaks my heart. I love her. I love her so much. I'm also just thinking about. Crooked Star losing another family member and it hurts so much. God, every single time I think about Crooked Star losing a family member. Oh, God, that poor man. He deals with so much. He's, he deals with so much. Uh, the, the sort of following scenes following this um, with Cinderpaw taking the death really hard and feeling like she couldn't save Silverstream. Yellowfang talking to Cinderpaw. Sometimes cats die and no cat can do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Raw, raw as line. Also, that uh, mirror that scene mirrors so much uh, what happens at the beginning of Yellowfang's secret with Silverflame's death and Yellowfang speaking with Sage Whisker and being uh, really frustrated that Sage Whisker couldn't do anything for Silverflame and Sage Whisker being like, sometimes the best that you can do is make them comfortable because there's no way for them to not die. Yeah, which kind of brings us towards uh, some stuff that happens at the end of the book. Yeah. Yellow yellow fang broken tail time. Is that what you want to talk about? I do kind of really want to talk about it. It's literally my favorite, maybe one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. That scene is fucking bananas. It's so good. So I messaged Scout when I was rereading this because I was like, I know this is the book where it happens. But at the very, like earlier on in the book, Cloud Kit sneaks out of camp uh, and Cinderpaw and Fireheart catch him, and they're Cinderpaw's like, ah, just let him come help us ke- find berries. Like, it's gonna be worse if you send him back. And he like nearly eats a bunch of death berries, and like Cinderpaw makes a huge deal out of like, do not fucking touch those; they will kill you. And then <laughs> later on, Cloud Kit is like showing all the other kids like, these are death berries; yeah. don't eat them. I just They're messaged, so dangerous. I just messaged Scout. I'm like, Chekhov's death berries. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, so I know it's coming. I know it's going to be in this book. They're going to lay in the groundwork. Oh, uh, good. I mean, good, good, good Chekhov's iteming to Cherith Baldry. It's great. Yeah, I really like the, uh, the uh, very cleanly uh, done with like the setup and knockdown of those bowling pins. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And just this, this scene where she kills him is so fucking raw because Fireheart is like sneaking in uh he's coming to get Yellowfang for some reason and hears that like something is happening and is like I'm staying I'm not, here I'm gonna I'm not I'm, I'm gonna, not gonna listen, go in, but I am not going in I do wanna I'm not leaving either. I'm just going to sit here and see what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I can tell this is a canon event. Yellow Fang is being like 
so patient and kind. She's like, it's okay. You're going to be all right. You lost a life, but I've got to, I've got to heal the rest of your wounds. And he is so fucking mean to her. He and she's is like, so mean every time. He's, he's so, so mean, mean to her. her. And she, he's like, he's, he's, you know, calling her an old pest. And he's like, give me something for the pain. Come on, hurry it up. And she like, her demeanor shifts and Fireheart is like genuinely afraid and he watches her roll the death berries in front of him and she's like, these will help with the pain. Go ahead, eat them, it'll go away for good. And I'm just like, Yeah, eat them and yes, all your yes, pain will yes. go away. Um, <laughs> I know you're on your last life, a medicine cat always knows. Also a hard-ass line. Yeah, and it's just... She, she's like, you don't care for anything, not your clan, not your honor, not your own kin. And he's like, I don't have any kin. And she's like, I'm your mother, bitch. Imagine poisoning your terrible son. And as he's dying, the last thing you say to him is, oh, and I'm your mom, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bitch ass boy. <laughs> and, she's, uh, and it's, oh, she's so it's, cool. it's so good. I noticed this time a lot more of sort of these these moments of Yellowfang and Broken Tail as sort of a tertiary plot through this book. We see, mm. we have a lot of these little moments of, of Fireheart noticing Yellowfang is like bringing Broken Tail out into a little spot of sunshine and greeting yeah. him and talking to him and he is just shutting her the fuck out. He is ice to her. Yeah. And it's like this, it's this time she, she was probably thinking she has this chance to try and show him kindness and softness that she was never able to when they were in Shadow Clan because yeah. it would have aroused too much suspicion. Exactly. And she's trying so hard to connect to him now that she has this chance and is absolutely getting stonewalled. N like not nothing, nothing from him. Yeah. Uh, and it's agonizing. It's so... Yeah, I did everything. Yeah, I did everything I could, but he, but he died. died. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dog, you did. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you know part of it is like her covering her tracks about killing him because she does not know that Fireheart saw what she did. Right, but like it goes deeper than just like her her giving a lie. Like she tried so hard to. She gave him so many chances as this prisoner and she tried exactly. so hard to connect with him and you know and she, she did everything so she could hard. but then she had she to kill him she did everything she could she tried so hard even back in shadow clan we yes. saw it in in her super edition she's been trying hard for years yeah um ow oh i love yellow thing <laughs> What a woman. A little bit more Shadow Clan talk here. I'd love to circle back to when Nightstar reveals that Thunder Clan has been housing Broken Tail. Yeah. Because I was initially reading that and I had sort of just been thinking of it from, you know, the Fireheart perspective that we're getting in this book. And I'm like, Nightstar, like, Nightstar is really kind of acting like an asshole, which sort of sucks. Like he was, so we really liked him in that, uh, in the manga. Mm -hmm. And I just don't really feel like that characterization is holding here. And then we got to the gathering and I started to think about it. And I was like, no, if I was Nightstar and I found out that uh, another clan was just house like giving sanctuary to the war criminal that fucked yeah. up my whole clan. That I would literally also be killed really pissed. children. 
Yeah, I would be pissed off. Like, and I think that that's the thing that's really interesting and good about that whole conflict is that I can tot- I can absolutely see both sides of this like argument in this scenario. Like, I can totally sympathize with Nightstar being like, no, he has to die, and I can also completely understand being Blue Star uh, and seeing this, you know, cat in a context that is one of the only contexts she's ever seen him in, like in his very defeated old man state, uh, as Broken Tail is mm-hmm. after the events of last book, and not wanting to like kill a relatively pathetic seeming old man. Right. Um, uh, I just think that's that's good and and fun. Also, extra bo- bonus juiciness. I bet Nightstar was also freaking out because he doesn't have nine lives because Broken Tail is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so if I were him, I would also be like, yeah, I gotta, I got, we gotta kill that guy because I need to be able to lead and I don't, and, and StarClan will give me my fucking nine lives. So it's again, StarClan's fault. Yeah. But again, like just all of the, all of the politics and stuff, not just about RiverClan in this book, but like there's so much interclan politics in this book specifically that is, that is just like, I'm sinking my teeth into it. Yeah. I really am having a good time. It's so good. There's just, there's so much interclan drama and it's so fun that's that's what i fucking come here for (laughs) exactly we come here for this we come here for magic (laughs) sorry this is why we have the clans i Uh, yeah sorry i feel like i've been talking a lot no you're so good you know me if there's if there's anything to that you want to add i think you've you've done excellent with this i you know me i have not been taking the best notes during prophecies begin (laughs) because i have just been like (laughs) so fucking entranced being back in the forest so yeah um oh wait can we talk about grace stripe and fireheart please <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely oh i have voice. i have a whole paragraph here that i wrote out from the book oh. that we have to read um before we get to that just uh oh spottedly if we're really in it now <laughs> spottedly if we're really in it now so true uh, that's all that's really all i have to say about that dream but it was so funny it was <laughs> He's Absolutely like, the energy. Oh, the energy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Fireheart dreams about Spotted Leaf, it's just like, oh, Spotted Leaf. This is a pickle that we're, we're in. We're sure in a pickle, Spotted Leaf. How are we going to get out of this one? <laughs> How are we going to get out of this one, Spotted Leaf? Uh, that's okay. That's all that. Talk to me about Greystripe and Fireheart. I just think they're so important to me. <laughs> they are best friends. They care so much about each other. The fact that, like, Fireheart doesn't even, like, yell at him or, like, no, try and, like, yeah, fight him to keep goodbye. him in ThunderClan. He's just like, yeah, this is what he's going to do. And I, I can't stop him. I'm like, my boys. God. And just, like, knowing the relation, like, knowing what their relationship, like, what they have to go through in the future together. Fucking, like, the fact that this moment of, like, they both have things that they should be so proud of to share with each other and, and, and things that they should be happy for in their life. Graystripe has kids, Fireheart's the, the deputy now, but it's all so fucked up and sad that they can't like enjoy these yeah. years, this time together. And it just hurts. It's it hurts. It always hurts me when best friend characters have to like 
split up because God, it just does. And ways. Yeah. Because uh, I want them to just be together, be best friends, and be side by side all the time. Yeah. They are a pair. Do not separate. Exactly. No cat could feel more strongly for Greystripe than Fireheart had for four long seasons. Come on. Yeah. Gay ass. I, uh, I will read this, they are, this paragraph as well. They are The bisexual ginger cat agenda is continuing. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Never again, his heart was crying. No more patrols. No more play fights. Or sharing tongues in the den after a day of hunting. No more laughter shared or dangers faced together. It's over. There was nothing he could do or say. Man. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I love them. They're my best boys. I don't have, like, a ton to say about the other two stories. Um, except yeah, for... I have, I, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to make a version of the Beyonce meme with Maple Shade. <laughs> because <laughs> seeing her know, show up time. and, like, Tiger Claw being like, that voice that's always been in my head, like, it turns out she was real. And I'm like... Maple Shade? Maple... The whole, the whole time? <laughs> The whole time it's been Maple Shade. She been here. Fucking love it. Love a Maple Shade cameo. This bitch uh, truly does not stop. Never stops. It's uh, it's tasty, tasty, tasty. I do agree. I saw your your note in there. I do wish it had been Thistleclaw, but I I think it is definitely they they had not decided he was going to be in the Dark Forest yet. Yeah, I think they hadn't really worked out Thistleclaw yet when this was written, because this was written ahead of, way ahead of, like, Spotted Leaf's heart and stuff. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's always good. It's always good to see Maple Shade. A lover. <laughs> um, you know, maybe some some people might think that it's a it's sort of a cheap trick to keep pulling Maple Shade out and be like, Maple Shade is the, is the source of all evil in, uh, in the clans. But, uh, listen... She's a girl boss. Well, and also, here's the other thing. Consider, sometimes fan service, I'm the fan and I'm being serviced. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. I like it. Uh Uh I'm not going to complain. Slay. I want to talk about Tiger Claw's psychology briefly. Yeah. What a whack dude uh there's a a paragraph that another paragraph that i've written here that i'm going to read that has been haunting me since i read this because it is so unhinged this paragraph is there was no more soft green moss but he spotted some dry leaf mulch within reach he clawed it against his belly packing it into the cut he felt a burst of triumph against his surroundings The forest had tried to deny him moss, but he had found something else. To think like this is frightening to me. He's a Republican. To to be convinced that everyone and everything in the world is completely out to to ruin his life. He wants to be the victim so bad. Never has. uh, It's it's just a straight white man. 
It's so terrifying to me. The scariest thing in the world to me is a straight white man. Yeah, no, straight up. And that is what, like, that is the most extreme example, but it is, it is a perfect, he is totally in character throughout this whole novella being exactly like this with everybody. Oh, yeah. He's so Um, fucking manipulative. He's like, if I do this, they're gonna owe me and then I will, like, be able to take over. He is, like, so... Like, a lot of what happens is luck. Like, you know, if if Shadow mm-hmm. Clan hadn't had the illness or whatever. But right. the fact that he is just like, oh, this is perfect. This is all all part of the plan. All according to Keikaku. <laughs> exactly. Absolute wild. I don't... I, part of the story happens, like, in book four, which is kind of awkward with the placement um, yeah, this is essentially uh, sort of telling the from I really liked reading it back to back with the oh, end of Forest of Secrets because it's like immediate. We're it's essentially right going there, directly yeah. like from the scene of Tiger Claw being exiled, like right into the continuation of that scene, which was really fun. But this does uh, we'll we'll be talking more about the things that are happening in Shadow Clan uh, come the next book. As well um, as really the uh, patrol that he finds. Yes, fights. as well as the patrol. But it was really uh, interesting to see it from this perspective. Uh, kind of get a look into uh, Tiger Claw's lackeys here. Shout out to uh, the the first resurrection of Clawface. Welcome back, King. You made it back. You made it back. Uh, it's so funny to me that he had not just a not just like a regular death, but like a full on dramatic death, um, like bit like Fireheart making a big deal about it. This is this is vengeance for Spotted Leaf. Graystripe saying I would, you know, kill anybody for you or whatever the fuck he said to Fireheart in that book. Yeah. Um, and then to just have and to just have Clawface be back here and it's to, and it's so funny. I, and yeah. I guess this is even then it is again retconned later in uh, the Blackfoot novella uh, where they've taken Clawface out again, but they haven't like gone back and changed it here. Amazing, which is so amazing to me. Incredible. I, I'm I'm looking on his page. Uh, and it just says, notice, Clawface's appearances in Tiger Claw's Fury are a mistake as he was killed in Fire and Ice. Like, yeah, dog. <laughs> he was so killed in Fire and Ice. Never, a cat has never been killed more than he was killed in Fire and Ice. Yeah, like, Grayshard fucking snapped his neck. Yeah. You don't come back Absolute, from that. You t- <laughs> very, very dead. <laughs> you do not come back from that. Yeah. Um, it's so funny to me. Running Nose is kind of a pathetic meow meow in this one. He is. And I think that it's made worse by the Tiger Claw perspective, because of course Tiger oh, yeah. Claw thinks that He's like, uh, everyone aside idiot. from him is weak and weak and pathetic. And yeah. but I just love to see Running Running Nose has a Running Nose really has it rough. Running Nose is like single handedly running a, a crumbling uh right? plan for the fact for, like, that this Nightstar entire thing did not appoint a deputy and was and running nose is like I guess I'm kind of just the deputy now. Night Nightstar hasn't hasn't decided on one. Nightstar so Nightstar like, was too sick after the last deputy died. Fucked up. He's like pulling triple duty. Seriously Poor man. he is being he is being leader and deputy and medicine cat all at the same time. Yeah. And while there's and a fucking plague. Like, 
while while the fucking plague, the miasma has overtaken mm-hmm. Shadow Clan. It's really bad. We will see more of it in the next book. It's really bad. We didn't yeah. really see any little. We didn't see. We got like a brief mention of Little Cloud. I'm just excited about more Little Cloud oh, me content. Too. I'm actually a huge Little Cloud fan. Yeah. No, I like him. The only the last thing I had to to talk about here uh, is that I wish that we'd gotten to see Tiger Star's nine lives ceremony. Um, yeah, because why cause the still... fuck is Star Clan giving him nine lives? Is my question. Exactly. I'm still confused about this. Does he get like Dark Forest nine lives? That's what I. I that's what I'm wondering. Because like, what? Who in their right minds? Who in Star Clan? They they know what is happening. Yeah. They're they're not just like. They're not just like Lottie Don up there. We've seen the fucking pool that they can look in and see everything that's happening. We've exactly. seen their little television set. We fucking know that yeah. they know. Why would they give Tiger Star, Tiger Star nine lives? Why would they do it? Oh, I do have a question. Yes. Do you think running nose faked the omen? We got it at the end of the of the thing. Snag faked the omen. Oh, that's right. Or whatever he calls him. Jagged Tooth, right? What? Jagged Tooth, yeah. Uh, his his right. uh, robe. I was reading it last night. I must have. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. It was. It was Snag. And then also Tiger. Tiger. Uh. Tiger Claw specifically says like I'm not gonna make Jagged Tooth the deputy because he thinks that I owe him now, but I don't. So it's gonna be Blackfoot instead. Which is so. It just considering everything that that happens. That's a very funny news. way for what. What? Sorry, I did just look up Tiger Star's Nine Life Ceremony. Is it in there? Yeah. Yeah, dog. It's in the fucking Code of the Clans? Uh, not Code of the Clans, Ultimate Guide. Ultimate Guide? He gets Star Clan lives. I just... You guys can't fucking do that. He literally... Okay, you know what? Just give Maybe me a sh- rundown of who it is. Oh do you my want God. to read you're the gonna whole be, thing? You're going to be so upset. Um, oh my god. Alright, so the first one is Badger Fang, who was Badger Paw, who was one of the yeah. ones that Broken Star forced to fight, and so Flint, Flint Fang gave him his warrior name. Yeah, yeah, we have that, that whole thing. Bullshit. Bullshit. I want you to guess who the second one is. I have an idea in my head, but it's technically a spoiler for the next book, so I don't know if I'm right. It's fucking Pine Star. His, his fucking dad... <laughs> His fucking dad gives him a <laughs> gives him a life. I rolled away. <laughs> I this is unconscionable. The man left his fucking clan because <laughs> Star Clan told him to kill his fucking son. Yeah, yeah and dude. now he's in Star Clan, and they're giving him. Oh, no, 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 no. He only walks in Star Clan to give Tiger Claw life, and then he's leaving. Uh, he says, Pine Star. Yes, although that is not the name I had when I died, because you were a kitty pet. That was my choice for my final life. But I walk with our ancestors for tonight to give you a life for being aware of what goes on beyond clan borders. Bullshit! Fucking bullshit! Bull and shit! Bull uh. and shit. Can you fucking believe that his father gives him a life? I am sweating over this. I am so yeah. bad. Yeah. 
I knew you were gonna hate it. I was like, Scout's gonna be so I'm, pissed. I'm so mad. Yeah, Pine dude. Pine Star would. Pine Star would fucking never. Okay, Pine Star would never do that. That's what I'm saying. Um. Now I will say, one of the other cats that gave him a life is a medicine cat who faked a sign, uh, to choose a new leader. Um, <laughs> so. Do with that what you will. Uh, and then Cedar Star is the last one. Uh, uh, and he's like, I, I mean, shouldn't have appointed Ragged Star. So, ra- <laughs> of course, of course, and of course, fucking Ragged Star isn't there because he's in the dark forest. Right. So, Ragged Star wouldn't give him a life. Absolutely fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Cedar Star. Yeah. How many mistakes can one cat make? So many, apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for the list. Are those the only ones we know that they mentioned? Maybe you said, maybe you said, like, six more cats, and I just, like, blacked uh, out. No, I did not. Uh, it's, so, um, Little Bird? Who's Little Bird? Why is Little Bird familiar? I think I remember Little, Little Bird being just, like, a, a, a sort of Oh, he was in Yellowfang's Secret. Or she was in Yellowfang's yeah. Secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she was an elder. Uh, I'm oh, straight for... up. I'm looking at Little Bird's page and it says, although unnamed, Mothlight sees Little Bird giving Tiger Star one of his nine lives in Mothlight's vision. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yes, Little Bird was an elder and uh, she gave she gives Tiger Star a life. Badger Fang gives a life. Pine Star gives a life. White Tail, um, who like is a, a Cat from a long time ago. Sedge Star, Flower Star, Red Scar, who is the medicine cat who faked the omen to get Flower Star to be the leader of Shadow Clan. Right. Yeah. We read, we, that's one of the, uh, that was short the code of the clans that we read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moss Heart and Cedar Star. Yeah. Just the, uh, I'm, I'm shook over this. I'm, I'm so mad. Yeah. He has a list of victims on his page, I know. and Star Clan is out here, fucking, uh, uh, just giving him nine lives. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, the elders concerned. Oh my god! So many uh, things wrong with this short story. I cannot believe it is considered canon because it is I, completely incorrect. <laughs> There's nothing correct about it. It's so funny how wrong it is. First of all, it's written as though uh, Fireheart was made the deputy immediately following Lionheart's death, which is just so incorrect. You know what's also hilarious? They're like, ah, yes, Fireheart got picked as the deputy. He's only been here for half a moon. What the fuck are we talking about? He was there for longer than half a moon when he was fucking made a warrior. And also, he has been in the clan for like at least a year plus now. Yeah. Who Um, is writing this shit? Apparently Victoria Holmes. Vicky! I don't know. Vicky, are you okay? Uh, Blink twice. Um, I... 
Yeah, I read that sentence and literally I had to like read it five times and then I reconciled it in my brain by being like, oh, this must mean he's barely, he's hardly been here for half a moon as in he keeps sneaking out and not being around for half a moon. But no, that's not even no. what they meant according to like what the, what the wiki and stuff says about this story. Also just so many old people yelling at clouds. It really uh, is. And, and they wouldn't yell, these old, these old people wouldn't yell at clouds is the thing. Yeah, they love Cloud Kit. They love Cloud Kit, exactly. Uh, but like literally, the the elders really like Cloud Kit and Fireheart. So this story makes yeah. no sense from a character perspective. Nothing make nothing about it makes sense. It's so I do do not read this story. It is not worth no. the five minutes that it took to read. It was. It's just really. I did not. Ex I did not expect it to be this so much bad. of a mess. I, I thought that we couldn't get, uh, like, wilder than the resurrection after three days of, of Clawface from within <laughs> from within the the tomb as the stone is, is pulled away. Um, but <laughs> but this is somehow worse continuity wise. Yeah, this this is unacceptable, honestly. It's really guys. There, there should Do just better. Be, there should be so there should be so many people double checking these things. You have like a multi million dollar franchise of cat books. Yeah, please, you guys, please. I'm please at you. least keep an you. idea of who's alive and who's dead. Like please, that should be the bare like, minimum. You gotta be writing about the correct. Uh, deputy naming ceremony. If you're gonna do this, mm -hmm. uh, that's it. That's it's yeah. Just, that's really uh, all I gotta wow. say. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um. So I'll hop us over to the Aaron corner, I suppose. Let's go. Um. Yeah. I don't have too much today. There's not a lot of trivia about this book. Uh. Or about um. Uh, about Forest of Secrets. Um. It was Cherith Baldry's first ever Warriors book. This was her first time hey. writing for the series, and uh, honestly, a banger. Good yeah, book. Good job, uh, Cherith. Good job, Cherith. Knocked um, it out of the park, ma'am. Uh, really noticing uh, her signature styles here with a lot of interpersonal drama. Um, a lot of that kind of uh, oh, what's it called? Like HBO television sort of feeling to it. Uh, some super raw lines, really good raw lines. Yeah. And uh, Victoria, Vicky Holmes has actually stated that th that Forest of Secrets is kind of when she first started to become genuinely attached to the characters in the world and really feel like they had something bigger than they had originally sort of considered and assumed. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think that uh, this feels like a... Uh, Kind of because of because of that and because of introducing Cherith into it definitely feels like a a turning point and very much sort of a foundational text for the series going forward. Like kind of feels to me like they got their they were really getting their um, their sea legs uh, and uh, making a lot of uh, like sort of big moves with this one. Um, yeah, I agree. I really like it. Um, I don't have a ton uh, in sharing tongues, I will admit. Let's go through it. The main thing I have is Grace Stripe and Silverstream are very popular for AMVs. Uh, Fair. <laughs> uh, just such good, good tragic shit. So I popped a couple of, uh, of I watched a couple of AMVs earlier. <laughs> 
is one I was watching them on the TV first. I got uh, the while I was Snapchat from you. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching him on the TV because I was eating lunch. And I was like, okay, I'll watch them on the TV and I'll type stuff about them in our notes document. And then the fucking video just froze on a zoom in of Graystripe's eyes and the text just says what's the point of life and I'm just like I tried to turn the TV off it wouldn't turn off I tried to go back to the main menu it wouldn't do anything I had to unplug the TV wow <laughs> so cursed um I didn't really find much specific for Forest of Secrets in terms of like longer form videos there's a couple of like jokey joke videos out there and stuff like that mm -hmm. but um definitely go look up some uh gray stripe silver stream videos i couldn't find i know there was a one that i really liked a long time ago but i could not find it um which is unfortunate. Uh, that's too bad fanfic uh we've got 20 uh stories for forest of secrets specifically most of them are like canon divergence or reactions to the book a lot there's a lot of like content in the warriors tag on ao3 that is like not what ao3 is used for but i'm not Which gonna... it's so that's so funny i mean yeah. some of them are some of them are probably children so yeah. you know who which you get get off get off ao3 for now at yeah, least just, don't have an account just uh, uh just, just, just wait <laughs> you know go play outside Get touch some grass. Get a little sunshine. I've been you. It's like you're fine. Mm -hmm. You're 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 fine. Like you're gonna do it, and that's okay. But uh, if you're if you're out there and you're a child and you're listening to this, maybe don't. You should you should go and enjoy the enjoy the world a little bit. Enjoy you're, your go childhood. Play warrior cats. Go play warrior go, cats go out on the playground for me. Go yeah. Go outside. Will you play warrior cats for me, please? <laughs> there is definitely some Fireheart Graystripe uh, shipping material. A lot of like angsty Fireheart about Graystripe leaving. Uh, and I sense. may have mentioned this last time, but there are 99 fix for Graystripe and Silverstream. We just need one more to bump it into that 100. Come on, let's. We got to get to the 100. We got to make it into those three digits. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to find a ton on Tumblr because there is a, I think it's a K-drama called Secret Forest. So it was a bunch of attractive Korean men solving crimes and kissing each other on what if, when I was searching. What if they made Warrior no. Cats into a K-drama? Now, hang on. <laughs> I've never actually watched a K-drama, so I, I feel like I can't I, make any jokes. Yeah. I also um, I also have it for the but I'm just I'm picturing it being just a normal like a normal looking K drama but everybody has cat ears on. Oh my god. Yeah, I love that actually. <laughs> <laughs> um somebody posted uh Blorbo Claw on Tumblr posted Blue Star asking Goldenflower of all queens to foster Storm Kit and Feather Kit. By the way, those are the names of Grey Stripes kits. Uh, I know they are not yeah. named in this book, but that is their name or that are their names. Uh, can mean two things. One, Goldenflower's own kits were so young, they wouldn't have harassed or disturbed Stormkit or Featherkit for being half-clan. They were themselves barely a few days old. Or two, Bluestar felt instinctively it would be pretty funny to force Tigerclaw to see the two kits raised by his mate and mother of his own kits. And in both cases, it's legit and I'm all for it. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah I'll drink actually, that, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Golden, Goldenflower, you can do better, babe. Yeah. 
uh, somebody else was like, was doing a live react and they wrote Darkstripe being upset at Tiger Claw for not sharing his plans with him. Broken heart emoji. <laughs> and really, for real, that is Darkstripe's like whole vibe when Tiger Claw gets exiled. He's like, you didn't tell me anything. I'm not going with you. Pathetic. For real. It's so but Dark Darkstripe is the most, maybe the most pathetic derogatory cat in the whole series. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then there's this comic by Tertain the Original, uh, where we've got, oh, we've got me. We've got, <laughs> we've got Fireheart dressed up as Sherlock Holmes and Graystripe as Watson. Uh, and Fireheart's like investigating. He says, "How curious, eh, Watson? What's it?" And he sees Graystripe and Silverstream making out in the background. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so good. Um, So good. Wow. Yeah. Which that's literally what this book is like, is Fireheart trying to investigate. And then he turns around and he's like, fucking Graystripe and Silverstream making out again. It's true. Every time. Every time. It's so funny. But yeah, I am kind of just, I feel like since we're in the older books right now, I feel like I need to adjust going forward in how I'm searching for content in this section because, like, problem is so much of the Warriors discussion back in the day is on, like, now defunct forums, and I'm like, I yeah, don't know where true. I would begin to look. I'm Because I could go into fi- fanfiction.net's forum area, but that's going to be... That's going to be something people would have to pay me for. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that kind of work <laughs> on my fair. free time. That's uh, so fair. So valid. Yeah. So I, I'm going to try and uh, over the next couple of weeks, figure out the best way to start trying to dig a little deeper into the past because uh, I would love to know like some more about fan stuff at this time. Um, but that's about all I've got for yeah. sharing tongues. Uh, do you want to head in, right. into our Warrior Cat of the Week? Let's do it. Tell me about your Warrior Cat of the Week. Okay, well, I know we read three things, but I only picked one Warrior Cat. I also only picked one. Okay, good. I totally forgot about picking one for Tiger Claws, and there's nothing... The the other thing is not worth picking a a Warrior Cat of the Week for. Uh, My Warrior Cat of the Week is Yellowfang. Hell yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. I almost picked Cinderpaw, but I... Cinderpaw, also a great pick. You know, Yellowfang's scene with Broken Tail and her scenes with Cinderpaw and like reassuring her that this is like a good path for her to be on and like, you know, still being all tongue in cheek about it for the <laughs> ceremony where she's like, oh yeah, I'm taking on Cinderpaw as my apprentice, where she's like, she's the only cat I can put up with and the only cat who can put up with me. So don't question it. I just really, yeah. I I love her. I love everything that she does with Cinderpaw. Like, their relationship is so good. And again, just shout out the scenes of her trying to connect with Broken Tail, because boy, mm-hmm. did those break my heart. Uh, so yeah, really, really good Yellow Fang book. Who's yours? Uh, mine is uh, The Time Has Come, Jilly. Oh, boy. It's, it's right <laughs> Oh, good. Um, good. So the the joke the joke coming into making this podcast one of the jokes is that uh like for an inexplicable reason that even I can't understand I have a deep deep love of the side character Brackenfur um uh Brackenpaw who gets his warrior name in this in this book uh who is Graystripe's first apprentice here uh, and essentially also was apprenticed by Fireheart because Graystripe was always off making out with Silverstream mm-hmm. um. 
And I just think about him and like am emotional about him all the time for reasons that we will continue to see throughout the series. Uh, and so the joke was that every time Bracken Fur is going to be in the books, uh, he's going to be my warrior cat of the week. Um, yeah. I didn't think it it was a joke. I didn't think it was actually going to start this fast, but um, <laughs> I just really so there's a <laughs> there's a moment near the beginning of the book um, before he gets his warrior name. Where Sandstorm makes a joke about uh, Graystripe stomping around like a badger, and Bracket Paws is just like, he doesn't stomp. <laughs> he's I... like, so. He's such a good so boy. defensive. He's so good. He's such a good boy. He just defends, and he defends Graystripe all the time, even though Graystripe is not a good mentor to him. I love Graystripe. Graystripe is such a shitty mentor oh, to this poor sure. guy. Um, and I, I love the scene where he gets to like be the hero and tell Fireheart and the and the rest of the the camp that the rogues are coming. That's a great scene. Um, him sort of rescuing Fireheart in that scene is great, and. Uh, yeah, deserved better than Graystripe. I love Graystripe, but Graystripe did not uh, yeah. do a great job with his apprentice. But um, he's just a—he's just like a serious little guy. He takes—he takes his job so seriously in the in the world, and he is always so like gentle and serious and kind. And it just resonates a lot with me. So this is this is our first Bracken for hour. Uh, thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> Uh, if you have thoughts, opinions, questions, or memes to share with us, maybe especially about Brackenfur, <laughs> thank you. Uh, you can write to us at pausingclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause, as in what a cat has, claws, as in the part of speech, pod, as in podcast. We are also on Twitter at pause and claws, and on Tumblr at pauseclawspod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr at HumbleGoat. I'm on Blue Sky 2 at HumbleGoat. You can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio and my Kofi page are in the show notes as well. And you can also find me still on Twitter at plot underscore twists on Blue Sky at plot hyphen twists or on tumblr at antique hyphen romantic our next episode will be out in two weeks where we will discuss prophecies begin book four rising storm as well as the first two volumes of the tiger star and sasha manga read along by buying the books from a local bookstore or checking them out from your local library until then dear listeners may star clan guide your paws Uh, also, Scout as a nice little post-credits uh, scene for you. I'm going to read out yes. a, a, a bit from Tiger Star's uh, warrior ceremony. All right. This was my choice for my final life, Pine Star agreed. But I walk with our ancestors for tonight to give you a life for being aware of what goes on beyond clan borders. There are good cats everywhere, Tiger Claw. Do not forget that. He leaned forward and brushed Tiger Claw's nose with his own.
A flurry of images flashed into Tiger Claw's mind. Of green fields, lazy, swollen rivers, two-legged places made of hard red stone, crisscrossed with thunder paths and humming with the sound of monsters. He shook his head to clear it. I will be loyal to my clanmates above all, el- above all others, he growled. Pine Star inclined his head. The warrior code demands nothing less. But do not assume that every other cat is an enemy or unable to help you in some way. He turned to leave, then looked back. I am proud of you, my son, he mewed. When I left the forest, I thought I would never see you again. But here you are, leader of Shadow Clan. Perhaps not the choice I would have made, he added wryly. But you have traveled a hard path to get here, and you deserve your reward. And I did it all without you, Tiger Claw hissed inside his mind. His pelt prickled at the thought that his father, the treacherous warrior turned kitty pet, dared give him, loyal to the last, nothing but warrior blood running in his veins, one of his lives. I won't mind losing that one in battle, he thought. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Psycho behavior. (laughs) Absolutely unbelievable. This um, man, the 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 persecution complex is really uh, oh, it's so yeah. Starkland, why are you giving this guy nine lives? Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. 